Okay. We are recording this class. Welcome everyone uh, to the first uh, Daf Yomi class of the third Perek of Shabbat, Perek Kida. Uh, this Perek deals with the laws of um, Shihia and Chazara. These laws of Shia and Chazara are the backbone of cooking on Shabbat laws. This Perek is classical. And therefore, we're going to try to start today. Um, we might uh, fall a little behind today, but Bezat Hashem will try to catch up in the coming days. Okay? So, uh, we're starting out, drop behind. We're starting out, well, today's daf is Lamed Zayin. We're starting from daf Lamed Vav, Amur Bet, from the Mishnah. Okay, welcome everyone. As a little, uh, a little um, introduction. Uh, there is something called a kira. A kira is a pot-like oven. Basically, the pot, the kiras in the old days uh, was a little different than a tanur. A tanur was a clay object which had a place to put two pots on top. And inside, you could open up, it was like a cabinet, a clay cabinet, that inside you would put fuel, you'll put uh, inside perhaps uh, wood or coals um, or straw or any other type of welcome, Sam. You'll put uh, wood, straw, coal, any other type of flammable substance you put indoors or any type of heat source you'll put inside the cavity of this Kira. And on top of the kira, or in the kira, you could place a pot of food. Um, some people would cook on top of the kira. Some people would cook in the kira. And some people would cook both ways. Okay? Now, that is our first introduction. Again, kira, a cabinet, a cabinet type object. Welcome, Irving. Akira is a cabinet-type object which has a cavity inside that you could open a door and put fuel. And sometimes you also put your pot inside. Alternatively, it has a hole on the top. And in that hole, you could place your pot. Many people had pots that fit into the hole. This way, you could put your pot in the hole on top. You put your wood or your straw or whatever you have you in the bottom, you light it, and that's how you cook your food uh, during the week. Now, on Shabbat, there could be two possible problems with using a kira. One is shihia. Shihia is a isur de Rabbanan of leaving a pot on a fire. It's not clear that everyone agrees with this, but there's shihia where you leave a pot on the fire from before Shabbat, and that is a problem of leaving it on the fire. Then there's Chazara, where you return it to the fire on Shabbat. Okay? And our Mishnah, let's read the Mishnah. Mishnah has three parts to it. Let's start the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah in the beginning. Kira, you have a your cabinet type of oven, clay oven. 
שהיסקה בקש. If you lit it with straw, or with stubble, stubble is the other side of straw. When you cut, chop down wheat, the part of the straw that is attached to the kernel is called straw. The part of the straw that's attached to the ground is called stubble. Okay? Like the stubble of someone's beard. So if you lit your kira, meaning in the cavity of your kira you placed straw or grava, notnim alea kavshil. You could put on top of it a cook, a, a food. Begefet ube'etzin, if you're igniting your, your flammable substance is gefet, gefet is um, sesame holes, these, it's a flammable object, and you could put, you use it after you smash out the tahina, you could use the sesames as a, um, the sesame holes as a um, igniting item, a uh, fuel, or be'etzin, or with wood. Lo yiten, that if you, if you did it, then don't put any pot on, ad shi'igrof, until you either take out all the fuel, which means you might take out all the wood, or take out all the sesame seeds, and then put it in, in the hot oven, you could leave it in there. Or if you put dirt on top, by putting dirt on top of your of your wood, you lower the heat a bit. Okay. So let's review. If your kira has straw or stubble, you could put a top shield on it. If your kira has sesames or wood as a fuel. You should not put anything on it unless you either take out the sesame and just use the heat that's remaining, or you put dirt on the wood to lower the heat. Bet Shammai says, Chamin avalot When you are putting stuff on the fire, be sure that you put only Chamin. Chamin means Food that just needs to get hot. Avalot avshil. But not food that still needs cooking. Make sure the food that you put on is fully cooked, according to Bet Shemai. Ubet Hillel says... Fully cooked. I'm sorry? What's considered fully cooked? Oh, uh, he didn't say. <coughs> we'll see. Right? Bet Hillel says, Chamin vitavshil. Beitilas is when you put stuff on, it could be either uncooked or cooked stuff. Another statement of Betchamai and Beitilas. Betchamai means not clean, avalomachsiri. You're allowed to take things off the fire, but you could not return it on Shabbat. Because if you return it on Shabbat, it looks like cooking, Rashi explains. Even though your food is already cooking, but if you return it, you take your food off the fire and you return it back to the fire on Shabbos, it's mechzik and it looks like cooking. You can even return it, you can even put it back on the fire, since you took out all the wood, so therefore you're allowed to put it back on. Okay.
So the mission is clear, everyone. I have a nod from Irving and a thumbs up. And I have three. Okay, Ben's good. Sam, we didn't hear from Sam or Albert, but hopefully they're in also. Says the Gemara. Now, the Gemara is going to ask a very big question. Oh, we got Sam in also. The Gemara is going to ask a very big question. Ibai Elihu. We got a what's going on question. Hi, Loyi Ten. When the Mishnah starts off and says, don't put your pot on it until you take out the wood. Right? We said if you, if you used wood as your fuel, you're not allowed to put your pot on it until you remove all the wood. What does that mean, don't put it? Is it lo yachzir? Which means don't put it back. If so, it's telling you a isur of on Shabbat. Yani, if you took, you had a pot that was on the fire the whole time and you used wood in your fire, you're not allowed to put it back unless you took out all the wood. Right? Avalishot, but to leave it on from before Shabbat, Mashiach, you'd be allowed to do that. According to this way of understanding, we're going to call it Chazara way of understanding the first case of the Mishnah. The Mishnah is dealing with the Isur on Shabbat of putting back something. But on Friday afternoon, the Mishnah is not talking about. Shehaya is totally mutar. Leaving something on your fire is totally mutar. Even though you didn't take out the wood, and even though you didn't put dirt on the fire to lower it, but she's just leaving from before Shabbat. That the Mishnah is not talking about. Umani, and if that's what the Mishnah is talking about, then the, the Gemara is proposing, then the author would be Hananya. The Tana called Hananya. Hananya, now, the Tanya, how do we know what Hananya holds? Hananya Omed, Hananya says, Anything that's cooked, at least like the machal of this guy called Ben Jusai, which we learned earlier, was a guy who used to eat his food one-third cook. Machlok with one-third or one-half cook. So Hananya says, anything that's cooked, according to machal Ben Jusai, you're allowed to leave it on top of a kira. Despite the fact that you haven't removed any wood or covered it with dirt. And if so, if our Mishnah was talking about Chazar, and presuming that Shehia is totally okay, Shehia meaning leaving your food pot on the fire is totally okay, then the Mishnah would fit perfectly like the Tana Chananya that we just saw in this price. However, or Dilma, or maybe on the other side, our Mishnah, when the case says Lo Yiten, is referring to pre-Shabbat. It's referring to before Shabbat started. Don't leave your pot on the fire unless you remove the wood. If you remove the wood, in it's okay to leave it on the fire. If not, not. And certainly you're not allowed to put it back. If our mission is talking about putting it on from before Shabbat, 
of course it would be a kosher can that you wouldn't be allowed to put return it to the fire if there is wood in the fire does everyone understand what we're talking about here yeah okay. sorry i lost you on the page where are you um we are now at the tashma by the one dot the first word line is lehachzir. but are you with us in 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 brain albert yes excellent okay so, 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 so ben are you, have we lost you no 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 i understand this so this part of gemara is only talking about only the, the second part of the mishnah has nothing the first to part like the yeah. no the first part again i'll read you the first part of the mishnah Kira yeah, yeah, so, so <coughs> If you're really using, if you're using Bakash and Gava, then that means everything's mutar. Because you use the words notnim also. So oh, how do we go? If you're using Kash it would be mutar. And if so, if there's two ways for learning it. Kira Shehuzka Bakash Gava Notim Alat Tavshil means either it means you could put on Tavshil from before Shabbat or talking about Chazara on Shabbat because we're not worried that, that anything's going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay. So the Gemara is going to bring a Tashma. This Tashma will attempt to prove what the Mishnah is referring to. Now, either the Mishnah was Hananya, if we say it's talking about Chazara, so the Mishnah is Hananya. Alternatively, the Mishnah can be talking about Shehiya, and then it's not Hananya, because Hananya allows Shehiya. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. Midiktani tre babi b'mishnah. The fact that the Mishnah right after this case brings two separate cases. And we're going to see them now. Bet chamin avalot avshil. Bet said, you could put on pre-cooked food, but not Food that needs cooking. Betilel says it's both says you could take off, but you can't put it back. That was the end of the Mishnah. Those are the two babis that he's talking about. So now the Gemara is going to analyze. If we take the second option that was mentioned, that the Mishnah was talking about leaving it on the fire, then this is what the Mishnah is saying. A kira that was lit with straw and stubble, you could leave on it a tavshil. If it's with wood and sesame, you should not leave it till you remove it or till you put it And what could you leave on? And just like they have an argument about leaving it on the fire, they also have an argument about returning to the fire. You can take it off, but you can't put it back. So that, according to that, the second option, the Mishnah works fine. But if you go with the first option, which we'll call the Hananya option, that the Mishnah is talking about, Chazana, and Shehir is always okay. But if we say the Mishnah was talking about Lachzir, 
Akira that was ignited with straw and stubble, you could return a if it's with wood and with sesame, do not return it until you remove everything, or until you put dirt. What can you put back? You can take it, but you can't put it back. So says, If that's what it's saying, what do I need to mention it again for? Rashi explains the question, the bottom Rashi. We already said before you can't put back a tavshil. And we were talking about returning. So why would we mention over here a second time that and we already know that from before. That's what we're talking about. So answers the Gemara on the top of Lama Zayim, which is our Amud. Really, I could answer you that option A was really right. If I want, I could tell you that option A is right. And the Mishnah is really, the author is really Hananya. And the Mishnah is really saying, talking about Chazara. And we'll just say that there is a piece missing from the Mishnah. And I'll show you how it should be. And this is how the Mishnah should be. If you have a kira, which was fueled by stubble or straw, you could return on it a tavshil. If it's sesame and wood, don't put it until you either remove it or put dirt. But when it comes to leaving it on, we could leave it on even though there's, the wood is there the whole time. And what could you leave? And this Chazara that I told you, the Mishnah is telling you, don't, it's not everyone's words. So according to this, the third case wasn't really a case. It was really an explanation of the first case to tell you that the first case was actually a machloket. But if so, really, we didn't come up with a proof either way what the Mishnah is talking about. Right now, we're still completely in the dark about what the Mishnah is talking about. You try to knock out option A, because if so, the third case of the Mishnah was redundant. And we explained to you that there's a, if, if, we, if we were right, there would be a missing part of the Mishnah. And that missing part of the Mishnah would be reiterating that the first statement wasn't everyone's opinion. was actually In general, when Bet Shemai has an opinion, the Mishnah will not really go with it. So the Mishnah was starting off saying, of course, we go with like Bet Hillel, and therefore... We, what we're saying now is true. But in the end of the Mishnah, we threw And by the way, you should just know that there was a Makhlaka Bechamai Bechilel about that, about the first case. And that's all we were saying. But if so, there is no proof either way. Neither one has been proven. Says the Gemara Tashma. We are now about 12 lines down. Third word in line. Tashma. 
the Amar of Chelbo, Amar of Chamabag Yura, Amar of. Lo Shanu Ela Al Gaba. Our Mishnah, which was talking about putting stuff on a Kira, was only talking about if the person wants to cook in the Kira on top of the Kira. As I explained to you in the introduction to the Mishnah, a Kira has two ways of cooking, and some people often will use both ways of cooking. One way to do it is to, you have your cabinet with your little hole on top of the cabinet, and your pot will fit in exactly into that hole, and you'll sit with your pot, you can open the cover and put stuff in and out, but the bottom of the pot is open to your wood in the cabinet underneath the pot, okay? That is one way to cook on a kira. The second way to is cook... It like a crack pot? Yes, Ben? It's like a crack pot? Well, nice. it would be like a crock pot, except that if, except that if you're hanging the thing in, there's a lot more room inside. In a crock pot, when you put the pot in, there's only an inch, a quarter centimeter of space in between the crock pot and the bottom of the crock pot, if anything at all. Mm-hmm. In this Kira, it's a very long, big cabinet that you're actually putting the wood inside that cabinet. And you can open a little thing and you could put something in the bottom of the cabinet, hanging underneath the, underneath the hanging pot you could put on the coals or on the wood, you could put another pot. So you could possibly have two pots cooking on the fire. One that's sitting on the wood, literally, and the other one that's hanging in the top. Is that clear, Ben? Okay. Uh, yes, sir. Is that clear? Irving, yes. is that clear? Yes, okay. Albert and Sam and Mike, welcome. Okay, so, says the Gemara, Tashma, we only learned the, the Mishnah if it's talking about Al-Gaba, which means if you're cooking when it's hanging from the top. But if you are putting your pot inside, Asur, it's Asur. So this is a bright time, giving us a little insight in the Mishnah and telling us, by the way, you should know that that Mishnah is only talking about on top, had the Mishnah been talking about a case of inside, it would always be forbidden. Okay. I understand if you learn option A, that Hananya is the author. And the subject of the Mishnah is to return it. That's why we made a difference between inside and adapt. Because if you put it inside, and there's still grufa oktu, and it's still got wood in it, you're actually putting it onto the coals. And when you put it onto the coals, you might put out the coals. You knows what you could do to it, or you you might blow on it. Yeah, right. But if we're talking about leaving it on the fire from before Shabbat, Mali Tocha, Mali Al Gaba, who cares if it's on the top or on the bottom? It should be the same thing. What's the difference? I'm leaving it from before Shabbat. So if on Shabbat, if you're talking about Chazara, so you're talking about putting it on Shabbat, on Shabbat, you can't put something on top of a coal on Shabbat. 
Of course not. But if you're talking about before Shabbat, then why should I not be allowed to put it inside? So this should be a proof that we're going with option A. The author is Hananiah, the subject is Chazarah, not Shia. She is always okay. When you heard Rabbi Chelbo say his thing about not allowing anything inside the Kira, you thought he was talking about the Resha, about putting stuff, about, about with the cash and the Gavava and putting it on? No, we're talking about the Seifa. When we, the Seifa, we said, Betilel says you can even put it back. So when he's talking about putting it back, of course, we're, we're coming to explain that by putting it back, it can only be on top and not inside. Good. But the rate, so therefore, the rabbi who says, in other words, you, we were trying to knock out option B over here and say, look, you see, it can't be option B. Because if the mission is talking about Lishot, why would it make a difference if you put it on top or on the bottom? Even if the mission is talking about Lishot, the safe for the mission is certainly talking about Chazara. So I can tell you that Rebchelbo's statement of forbidding to put it inside could be referring to the Seifa where everything's fine. We're, 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 if it's talking about Chazalah, of course, that's why we're not allowing anything inside. Okay, so that, again, we this is the second attempted proof to prove what the Mishnah is talking about, but we did not achieve our objective. We don't. We still don't know what case the Mishnah is talking about. If we're talking about a Shihia problem or a Chazara problem. And now we'll try Tashma number three. Okay. Tashma. We have a case like this. Bet Kirot Hamat Imot. Here you have two twin Kirot. Okay. Let's first see Rashi to see what this particular case is. Rashi says, Kirot Hamat Imot. Yahad. These two Kirot are attached as one. Vikir Shel and a wall of pottery separates the two of them. Okay. One of them, you cleared out the wood or the sesame. And one of them was not cleared out. It still has the wood in it. Machine, you could leave it al you can leave something before Shabbat on the Garuf Pekatumon. Ve'en machine al she'enu grupa ve'en tumamon. Umayin machine, and what could you leave? Bet Shammai omri, Bet Shammai says, Velo kum, you can leave nothing on it. Bet Yilel says, Chamin avalot avshil. Bet Yilel says, you can only put a cooked food, but not something that needs cooking. Akar, if you removed something off the thing completely, 
Everyone says you could put nothing back. Ben Shemai and Ben both agree that once something's been removed, you can put nothing back on either one. This is Rameir's words. According to Yehuda, Ben Shemai says it's Chamin but not Tavshil. And Bet Hillel says, Chamin mit Tavshil. Okay, beautiful. This is a bright thing. Now, says the Gemara. Yes. Sorry. Yes. We're good? Says the Gemara. I understand if our mission is talking about leaving it on the fire. Our Mishnah will fit gorgeous like Rabbi Huda, like the second Rabbi. It won't fit like Rameer, because Rameer says that nobody lets, but it'll fit perfectly like Rabbi Huda. But if you tell me the Mishnah was talking about Chazara, Matnitin, our Mishnah, Mani, who could have been the author? Lower of Yehuda, below Rameer. Our Mishnah would not fit not like Rabbi Huda, not Rameer. If our mission is Rameer, we have a single question on Bet Shemai and a double question on Bet Yilel, which we'll see in Rashi in a second what those questions would be. If the mission is Yehuda, Kashi Garufa Vetsuma, it's a question about Garufa Katum. Kasha Grufa Viketuma, the question of Garup Viketum. I lost my place. Right, oh, so oh, I got Kasha Grufa Viketuma. Okay, let's see Rashi. Kasha Lelebet Shamai Bitarti. You see where I am? Bechada. First one on Bechada. Says Rashi. The Ka'ami Bet Shamai Vatitin Mashin Chamin. In the Mishnah it says, that you can leave the Chameen af b'she'en garuf, even if it's not garuf. And here a mayor would say, the Bet Shemai, that feel garuf or lokum, even garuf, he's not letting putting anything on. The Koshim Shein garuf, right? Vakula chada pirchu, the Bet Shemai lo shani lo ben garuf, for the Shein garuf. Good. Well, Bet Hillel, but that will be a double, if you all like a mayor, it's a double question on Bet Hillel. In our Mishnah, Bet Yilel allows leaving Chameen and a Tavshil, even if it's Eno Garuf, even if you didn't take it out. Here, according to the mayor, we had said, the group Chameen and Tavshil, and the group and Mashin Klal, and the group not at all. So it won't fit at all if we learn like this. Really, we'll answer you as follows. I could still tell you the Mishnah which was optional. The Tanadidan Savala Kirbi Huda Bechala. The author of our Mishnah is somebody completely different. 
he holds like Rabbi Yehuda in one way, and he disagrees with it in one way. Some of them don't need a machzirim. He holds like Rabbi Yehuda regarding chamin or tavshil, which is cooked or not cooked. We don't need a machzirim or returning and taking. He holds that talking about leaving, leaving on the fire. The root holds leaving it on also, yes, and not, if not, not. And this Tana would be Hananiah. Correct. So it could fit, really fit part, both ways. So again, we tried a third attempt, and we have not budged and figured out who the mission is talking about. We are going to stop right over here, Rabbi Tayyip, even though we didn't do a full daf. We're a little behind, but we're going to stop on Lamed Zayin Amunal, Ibai Lehu. Be'ezat Hashem, tomorrow, we'll be able to get more done. We're at Ibai Lehu at the first wide line. Thank you, Rabbi. Summary, we did the Mishnah. We had two possible attempts of understanding the Mishnah, and we ended with no proof as to what the Mishnah is referring to. Guys, enjoy your day. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Good luck.